Welcome to the Bait to Hila Community Podcast, teaching the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. And now, here are your hosts, Pastor Nicholas Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast, teaching the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. Uh, as always, you can find us online at topraise.net. That's topraise.net. Uh, if you wanted to reach out to us, you can do so uh, through the Contact Us tab on our website, or you could also email us at info at topraise.net, info at topraise.net, uh, or you can reach out to the office uh, by telephone uh, at area code 813-654-2222. Uh, we are in studio today with the matriarch of our wonderful congregation, uh, Tikva Kobo, and uh, we're going to be talking about the recent trip they just took to the Holy Land of Israel. How are you doing, Tikva? Great. Praise God. Praise God. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, everybody's itching to, to hear more about the trip. I know you guys go, uh, you know, every every year, or every other mm-hmm. year. And uh, you've been how many times? Uh, this will be my 22nd trip, if I'm counting properly. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess after 22, you might yeah. lose count. Yes. And uh, um, each trip gets better, gets more exciting. Uh, seeing the growth of the land, seeing it go from, uh, my first trip was in 94. And of course I wasn't the first one that has gone there. I have friends that have gone in the eighties, but since 94, the growth of Israel is just phenomenal. It just amazes me because it's like, wow, they just keep getting bigger, growing, multiplying. And, uh, it just brings the word of God to life. Oh, hallelujah. Um, you know, I think that one of the questions we get a lot from our, our Christian brothers and sisters is always, you know, man, you guys sure talk about the land of Israel and the people of Israel and the Jewish people. and all this. <laughs> Man, you guys talk about that a lot. And, you know, they just don't get it because the uh, I think the, the bulb just hasn't turned on yes. for them yet. And I think once once it flips on, I think people get it. And then you don't have to do much explaining after that. But, um, you know, why Israel? Why do, why do we go to Israel? Why do we go every year? Why are we, you know, always talking about Israel? Can you give me just some insight on that? Well, I think everybody has different reasons why they go. I know for myself, um, when I came to know Yeshua as my Lord and Savior and uh, accepted him into my life and started opening the Word of God and reading the Word of God, I was like, wow, it's all about Israel. And um, so immediately I started to have a love for the Jewish people and a love for the land. You know, and I didn't really know a lot of scripture at the time. I just, as I read it, it just got into my heart and I immediately wanted to go to the land of Israel. And so in 94, which I came to know the Lord in um, 87, uh, but didn't get to the land till 94. So you can see the long spans in between. I finally got to go. It was, I was really passionate at that time to go. And we decided that we wanted our whole family to go. So that was four of us. So that, that's quite an expense to go. But I really believed the Lord was calling us to go to the land. And so we, I just put my faith to work and believed that the whole family was going to go because I guess the father knew it was going to be the future of our ministry. <laughs> so he wanted the whole family to be in the same place, uh, the same vision. And so 94, we went and we were never the same since. Were you guys already into the quote unquote Hebrew roots of the Christian faith at that point or? No, we were just starting to come into it. Um, and I think 
by going to the land of Israel, it really, it really catapulted us into the Hebrew roots. Because when we came back, we had a, a really a, a revelation of the Sabbath day. And I thought, well, how come we, this, we're not doing the Sabbath day? And, you know, and I started questioning us as God's children. And so, and the whole family did. They said, wow, this is the Sabbath. Everything was quiet and laid back and of children running in the streets. They were going to synagogue and we just really got the feel. This is Sabbath. What we've been doing is not really Sabbath. We're doing the best we could do with what we knew, but it wasn't really the Sabbath that I believe God designed for his children. So that was one of the big revelations that we got by going to the land. Yeah, I always use the analogy that, uh, you know, you get in the line for the mess hall and you just eat whatever they stick on your plate. <laughs> exactly. You know? exactly. And, you know, with the Sabbath in particular, the Sabbath, I think a lot of people who have come into the Hebrew Christian faith have a, a testimony about the Sabbath. But uh, you mentioning going to the land, I've, I've talked to many people who have gone and they say that, you know, we can talk about it all day. We can, uh, you know, read about it. We can look at pictures. We can watch videos. But nothing, absolutely nothing right. replaces, you know, putting Experience. your foot right in the land and, and experiencing it, for sure. In fact, the very first trip, it, we were just in, we, we really had a kind of a bad experience that I won't go into um, on the trip. But the the uh, awesome experience far outweighed the bad experience because the Lord was just revealing so much to us. It was like uh, we were just consumed by the awesomeness. In fact, I'd try to write postcards to all the people back home, and I couldn't explain. I just kept saying, it's awesome. It's it's un, it's un, uh, unexplainable. <laughs> so sure, sure. that was our experience. But I think going to the land... Is uh, it's a, and it's definitely, and I tell people this now when I bring them there as a tour host. I said it is a spiritual experience and it is a journey. If you're if you're in Christ, if you're Abraham's seed, if you have the Holy Spirit, it is not a vacation. <laughs> yeah. It's totally two different things. Sure. But it's an experience that you will take with you the rest of your life. It's life changing. Uh, you think you knew Jesus, you know pretty good well you'll get to know him even a greater way in the land yeah no doubt walking where he walks yes. you know seeing the sights that he saw uh breathing the air that he breathed is it the same air i think it is right i think so i think it is um <laughs> praise god yeah praise god now uh you guys uh have been taking tours uh over the years i think you've gone with different tour groups uh over the years in different ways shapes and forms um you know what what's the tour group that you guys have been going with as of late and um can you tell me what's different and what you're doing new now as opposed to what you did in the past well when we first started like we were just babies you know and we we're just scouting out the land and you know we're bringing just, back a good report yeah bringing back a good report and every year was different in fact i get to people say all the time this was the best tour ever and i just chuckle because every year is the best tour ever because it's the land and um, like I said, you know, I, I went there when it was, it's growing in the growing stages and you just see the growth of the agriculture and, and you see the growth of buildings going up like skyscrapers. There, there was hardly maybe three or four I remember in Tel Aviv and now they're all over the place and businesses and just, you know, like the word says, he would make the desert bloom again. I'd go in the desert and beautiful flowers, rows of flowers and, and the drip irrigation and, and just everything that has made this this state, um, this country, uh, in 70 years, it's just phenomenal how it's grown and become exactly what the Word of God said. You know, they show that famous picture of um, 
what's the Mark Twain? Yes. Right. This yes. of where it's just a desolate, yeah, absolutely dry. There's nothing. They show his memoirs and what he wrote uh, about the land of Israel just being called desolate. it God forsaken. Was it God forsaken land? Right. Oh. And uh, and then today to see you know would he love to and, see this today? Oh, wow. Well, you know what's cool is you know for us we take for granted the land of Israel, yeah. right? You know we have the ability to open up our Bibles right. and we can see that God is fulfilling his promises. And so the people who went before us a hundred years ago only, you know, they were reading those same scriptures and right. they could hope, right? Right, exactly. They could dream, but they didn't have the fulfillment happening right before their eyes. And so we, you know, have not only a, a blessed hope based on our own internal faith that God has planted in us, but we can see with our eyes, yes. we can feel with our hands, you know, we can taste yes. and see, right? Because yes. I, I was actually, um, there's a new documentary uh, on Netflix about the cuisine of mm -hmm. Israel and Ooh, how... I like to see that one. It, it, you know, I, I don't know if I recommend it to everybody. It's an interesting, <laughs> you know, how you get into Netflix stuff and sometimes it can be interesting. But it, it, you know, what was cool is they're asking, well, what is the cuisine of Israel? And they're trying to answer that question because Israel as a nation state is young. And so you have Italian food, but Italian food's been around for, you know, right. a thousand years right. or whatever, or Greek food or, you know, and, and the Israelis are from every tongue every nation, right. you know, every tribe, you know, every area of the world uh, where the Jewish people and all of Israel were scattered all over yeah. the globe. And then now they're coming back and you're mixing, you know, Russian right. and Polish and South American. And kind of like America. It, it, it absolutely <laughs> it's is. It's a little America. Yeah, right. And, well, and they've got, um, you know, they've got uh, Middle Eastern, uh, obviously an, a, a very large influence of Middle Eastern mm -hmm. uh, uh, flair in their cuisine and right. whatnot. But, uh, you know, I... I have to. I have to admit this. I, I've actually never been to the land of Israel. I'm uh, shame on you. I know. But you're I know. going. I'm gonna go. No, there's no doubt. Right. That it it's... starts with your heart. Like I said, it started with me when I first came to the For Lord. For sure. And uh, then I had to start putting my faith to work. And, and bring it to prayer and believe God for it. You know, I think the excuse that uh, we make, you know, I've got uh, uh, three kids of my own and we also foster and I've got my wife and sure. myself and then I've also got my mother-in-law right. uh, who lives with me. Right. So that, that's <laughs> seven uh, plane tickets. Right. Uh, if we don't, if the baby's, you know, young enough to sit in our lap, which, you know, God forbid we have a child sitting in our lap for 14 hour yeah. plane flight, um, then that's six or seven plane tickets. That alone, you know, and that's the excuse we give ourselves, sure. right? To not believe God's promise for us that he would exactly. make a way for us and uh and so i'm done with the excuses i'll say that i'll declare that today i'm done with the excuses we're going uh start believing and confessing it when we went for the first time we had four to pay for and it wasn't much cheaper than it is today maybe a thousand difference there yeah which you know person. in the time frame yeah for for 20 something years ago there's yeah. still it's relatively uh priced very well in fact the one on the trip this year this one lady said that was a phenomenal price for all we did so um and the purpose for keeping the price down is to get people to the land it's not mm -hmm. about you know let's let's live and in, go into the best hotels where, where we do have really nice hotels and great bus drivers and all that but yet the, the purpose is to get people there to get them to experience the hands-on of not just the land but we do things like abraham's tent we take a donkey ride to Abraham's tent. I mean, I'm sorry, not a donkey ride, a camel ride. We did donkeys. The same thing. I mean, yes, if you've never same. ridden either, then you know. I'll tell you what, it's not much different than a bus. <laughs> if you're in the back of the bus in Israel, you're like swaying all over the place. I said, this is kind of like the camel ride. You know what, what the difference is? Air conditioning. This is true. 
<laughs> air conditioning makes a makes a big difference in the Negev. Or as long as they put the air conditioning on good. Yeah. So I've well. had that problem too. Turn up the air or turn down the air. But anyway, no, it's and it's hands-on. And so, you, you know, we went to Abraham's tent, you know, and we experienced how Abraham had hospitality and how they would have sat on cushions on the floor in a tent and overlooking the Judean mountains. And, uh, you know, you're sitting there eating the, some of the foods they would have eaten, like dates and apricots and, and herbal teas. And, and you're looking at the mountains. And all you can think of is all the Bible scriptures uh, that you've read and how, you know, they traveled on the camel. And to think Abraham came all the way from Ur, the land of the Chaldeans, into the land of promise, you know, Canaan land. And how how that how they did that? Of course, they didn't know any different. They didn't have airplanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you know we only we're, we're so just spoiled. So it helps you to maybe not complain when you have to be on a plane for nine hours, right? <laughs> Hopefully, it helps you not too. But yeah, well, you know, I think if you're going to complain, you're going to complain. If that's you're not, true. you're not, right? That's true. Sometimes that's an internal thing. Well, it's a subject for another day. Yeah. Um, you know, what would you say to people who say, you know, oh, how could you go to the land of Israel? Isn't it dangerous over there? Aren't they always at war and there's terrorism and they're being attacked? What would you say uh, to folks that say that? Well, you know, there's always, I think when, it, when it's in your heart and God puts it there, he takes away any fear. Um, if you want to go and you're still battling with fear, you pray and God will give you a peace. And once you go over there and experience it, like I said, I've been 22 times and I've never had a bit of fear. Never had a bit of fear. In fact, um, we just had a little experience when we were there this last, this last week or so. Um, and evidently Syria was aiming some rockets over at Israel. We were actually in the Golan Heights, and there was actually so you were action. in the Golan. Yeah, we were wow. on ba- Mount Bentel, where there there was once a. That's really was, close. Yes, the Golan Heights, <laughs> and Syria was right there. We could see it. We actually heard some gunfire in the distance, but um, we also heard these jet planes flying over, and 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 Israel took care of it. And there go the boys. And right? yeah. you know, there they didn't hit Israel because God's hand is on Israel. Yeah. And when you read through the prophets, the promises, he is going to restore and he is going to take care of Israel. And so if you do you believe in the word? So when God calls you to go somewhere, are you going to trust him when he brings you there? And if he's called us to return to the land and make pilgrimage there and to celebrate the feast there, are you going to trust him while you're there? So I think it's goes it all goes back to faith. You know, I um I I guess you know different people are in different places in their walk right. when, with that regard. I hear that when people get to Israel, uh, any of those thoughts kind of just disappear. Absolutely. Uh, because I mean, you're more likely to get shot in Chicago, I think, Ex- than in absolutely. Tel Aviv. We had ten new people come, and they had all that fear put on them from family, relatives, and friends. You know, oh, you're going there, and of course. God called them, so they were they had no fear really. Um, but when they got there, they really had no fear. Sure. <laughs> so, sure. You know the reality of you yeah. know, these people are, you know having everyday life yeah. and whatnot, and everything's fine. It's just like here, you know. What I mean, yeah. um, you know the it's it's interesting. I've had people. Um, you know, I don't I don't I guess it doesn't even cross my mind at this point because uh, I'm so in the mode of I want to get there right. and whatever I got to do to figure it, it out yeah. to get there, I'm going to do it. So that's kind of where my head and my heart are at with it. And so when I hear somebody, you know, say, why would you want to go there? Isn't it dangerous? And I'm just like, I don't even know what to say to them because I'm just like, 
no, you know, <laughs> but you know, if they're not in that, that place already, you know, it's, right. it's like what you were mentioning about going to Israel. How yeah. do you explain that to somebody? Yeah. It's awesome. But yeah. like, they've heard that word. It's overused. Yeah. You know, does so, that work? So what's awesome? So yeah. what's exactly right. So what do you, how do you define? Yeah, there really is no word to explain it. And that's why awesome is about as close as, as I could come with everybody. I, and I would say that I can't really explain what I'm experiencing. All I can say is awesome. Yeah, I saw pictures today of, um, I guess it's in the Galilee region, the Sa'ar Falls. Uh, I, I don't know, but it's just these beautiful chain of waterfalls oh, yes. Yes. and whatnot over there in the Galilee region. It's just absolutely beautiful. Yes. And they showed a picture. I don't know if it's from a drone or from maybe a, a, yes. a nearby mountain. And so you're overlooking the falls and then you can see all these hills and everything's just green as far as you can yes. see. And you're just like, you know, the the thought that you have in your mind of this wasteland desert, right? The old pictures from Mark Twain, like I mentioned yep. before, uh, you know, and then now you see uh, that God has absolutely blessed it. Um, you know, I, I heard one time that the green line, right? was uh, called the green line because there was green and lush vegetation. Mm -hmm. If you looked at it from above on the one side of the line, on the other side of the line was you know, desolate, right? And now slowly but surely that Israel has had, um, you know, control of that land that you can see that the green is, is creeping further and yes. further, that there's, you know, uh, the ministry high of El, that they yes. have uh, vines on the mountains yes. of Samaria, right? That's a fulfillment of yes. prophecy and how cool that is. And, uh, you know, how many times, oh, I think Israel, the word is used uh, something like 2,550. 40 times in the scriptures. Um, actually, I think it's even used more than that. Wow. I do have it written down here because I, uh, well, actually, children of Israel is mentioned 655 times. The God of Israel is mentioned 452 times. The house of Israel is mentioned 281 times. So, and then I, that's not even the land of Israel, but so you, Israel is mentioned many, many times. Yeah. I mean, and I, I use that analogy because Christian is only mentioned three times in the scripture. Hmm. And because God never called us Christian, not that there's anything wrong with calling yourself a Christian, we're Christ's followers, but really God called his children Israel. Sure. And so we, that's why we're, why are we feeling compelled to go to Israel? Sure. Because we are also connected to the land. And of course, we just read the promises for the Torah portion this week, right? Yeah. Yep. Of we, Abraham. We actually just recorded a podcast yes. about the, the Torah portion this week, which is uh, Lech Lecha. Uh, and it talks all about uh, Abraham and whatnot. And then we, you, know, you jump into the New Testament and you see uh, that, you know, in Galatians that we are the seed of Abraham. And then you go back and you see that, you know, uh, unto thy seed will I give this land. Yes. And so all of a sudden you're just like, wait a second, you know. Right. If scripture can interpret scripture, law first mention, all of this stuff, you, you start trying to go back. And how do I interpret this any other way than that, that we should be caring about the land, that we yes. should be uh, helping fulfill the prophecies in the land, that we should be supporting the people who are currently stewards of the land and figuring out a way exactly. to get to the land. And, and when we, when our eyes are open to who we really are in the Messiah, you know, um, it says, first of all, Abraham was what? He was not a Jew. There was no Jew yet. There was no Jewish people yet. He was an yeah, Iraqi. Yeah, he was a pagan. So he was a nation. He came from the nations, just like we're coming from the nations. And so, you know, I just find it interesting that from Abraham came Isaac and Jacob, and from Jacob, whose name was turned to Israel, um, which means one who prevails with God, God, a prevailing prince, had 12 sons, and out of those 12s, there was the Judah, was the Jewish nation. And so there's other, there's other tribes. Sure. And so where are those tribes? 
um, they've been scattered. Yeah, I think so, it's a good question. There's lots of speculation out yeah. there as to where, where they so are. So why are we now, as Christians, because that's what we call ourselves, sure. um, all of a sudden having this spark in our heart to go to the land? It's a, it's a work of the Holy Spirit. It it's is. a work of God. I wouldn't have chose this. But like I said, immediately when I came to the Lord and I started reading the Word of God, it just kept coming at me. Uh, love my people and, and love the land. And this, this desire just came and it was a work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I mean, the Holy Spirit, you know, is teaching us through Romans 11 that we're grafted in, uh, yep. that there are brothers and sisters and our job is we're to... We're one in Christ. Right. We go back to the other prophecies about the return uh, of the house of Israel and we see that we're returning with weeping and supplications, mm-hmm. right? And I think that uh, a lot of the replacement theology and a lot of the things that people maybe accuse us of that we're obviously uh, not believing... Um, you know, they, they say those things, but if they really knew that our, our yes. mandate is to return with weeping and supplications, that's, that supplications is favors, right? Mm-hmm. That we're coming to, to gird up and to help and support the Jewish people, right? Uh, and, and I think weeping means humbleness. Amen. To I, be humble, not to go and try to make them believe like we believe sure. as, as believers in Jesus, Yeshua, but that we humbly go in there and, and, sh- and let the light of Yeshua be our witness of Yeshua. Absolutely. And, and that's what's really going to speak and minister to them. And that's another reason to go to the land is to be a witness and a light to the Jewish people. Want well, to show them that we support them. Yes. Right? You know, we go there and, uh, you know, money talks. Yes. Right? So when we go and we spend our money and we spend our resources there um, and we buy the things, you know, that we want there in the land and they can meet us and see our smiling faces and, Absolutely. and receive our hugs and our love and all those things. And, that, you know, I think the smiling faces means more than all the money we spend, to be I, honest with you. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. I've had that. I've had them say that to me. Sure. And to the group and they just see joy they see life they see hope absolutely when we come and smile and and of course spend money too right right right, right. <laughs> no, it really helps um, the money the money spending the money and and it doesn't have to be a lot it's not i don't think the point is how much i think it's the point that you support yes, them exactly. you know uh I, i'm in you know my my day job is in financial services and i see bank statements and stuff all the time and i can look at somebody's bank statement. i can tell you what they care about i can tell sure. you you know, uh, if they're giving, I can right. tell you uh, if they have a really nice car, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I can tell you if they spend a lot of money on their car, right? Right. Exactly. Right. So, you know, well, you can see it, right. You yeah. know, they'll have the, the big car payment, but then sure. they'll also have the detail bill, right. the car wash, <laughs> you know, and, and it's just, you could, you could see these things and you could tell what somebody where, you know, what, their heart, uh, where your treasure is there, your yeah. heart will be also. Right. And so if you treasure Israel, Right. Mm-hmm. And your treasure, yeah. uh, uh, if you put treasure into the land, then, you know, your heart will be there as well. So it's almost twofold. Right? It's kind of like tithing. Right. God doesn't need right. our money. Right. Right. Uh, but uh, if when we give, it's actually him doing something Activate inside of us. Something for us. Right. Yes. Same thing for Israel. When we go, when we give, when we support actively, something happens inside of us. Right. That it, it, God, you know, works in us through the Holy you know, Spirit. The interesting thing, too, is when you do go to Israel, uh, it, it seems like there's no problem spending money. You, ha- you, it's almost like you know you're blessing Israel. Let's spend, let's spend. So I'm pre-warning you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I think that um, 
you know, we've been talking a lot about can, can Christians and Jews work together? Uh, obviously, we believe the answer to that is yes. And, um, you know, I'm just so thankful to be a part uh, of a ministry like Beit Tehila, where uh, a correct attitude towards mm-hmm. Israel and the Jewish people uh, was given to us. Because, you know, there's a lot of teachings out there in the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith mm-hmm. that can really turn you to the left or to the right, that you could really get away from the priorities yes. uh, of what God is calling uh, us as uh, his children to do. And so I'm, I'm so grateful to be a part of a congregation like this where, you know, I wasn't affected by all of those other things because very quickly we learned about the feast. We looked yes. up online, found Beit Tehila, and we've been here Amen. ever since. So it's, it's been good. Uh, well, thank you so much for sitting Welcome. with me today thank talking you. about uh, Israel, giving us a Absolutely. good report. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you guys heard it here. Uh, the land is good. Would you say the Ooh, land is good? The land awesome. Is good. The, land awesome. Is, it's, <laughs> the land is awesome. She always has to one-up us. So it's um, the land is good, and I would encourage any of you guys who haven't been to go. Uh, I certainly am working it out as we speak. And we're going uh, for to, Tabernacles, too. Oh, so I Again, guess next year, 2018. 2018, 5778, 5779 yeah, right there right. on the board. It'll, be, it'll actually technically be 5779 yeah. uh, by that point on the Hebrew calendar. And so... Uh, again, if you want to uh, reach out to us, you can email us at info at topraise.net. Uh, you can call us at 813-654-2222, uh, or you can reach out to us through our website at topraise.net. God bless. Have a great day. And remember to keep Yeshua at the center of the Hebrew Amen. roots of the Christian faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.